Coming up, today's guest is the CTO of a daily fantasy sports app called Superdraft. You'll discover how he's using affiliates to drive targeted, engaged users, how he's incorporating retention strategies from his mobile games experience, and lastly, the Facebook campaign that completely failed for him. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. Calculate your app's lifetime value and learn how you can exponentially scale your growth. Pollen.vc is the best way to manage cash flow and invest in your app's growth. Learn more at pollen.vc. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. If you guys haven't noticed, we're going to do this on video as well. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, check out the YouTube channel. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more casual now. I don't even care anymore. It's summer here in California, and I'm just going to play it casual. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He's in the daily fantasy football space. And I love fantasy football. So I can't wait to talk to him about sports, about abs, about his mobile game pass. But without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Nate Hunter. He, he is the CTO of Superdraft. Go check him out. It is Superdraft, one word, in the app stores or go to the website, superdraft.io. Nate, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Steve. Uh, really excited to talk to you. So Nate, you've been in the gaming space for a long time. Tell me about your background. You did a game called Buddy Toss. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I built Buddy Toss on a platform called Unity, uh, Unity 3D. Um, I was just always really intrigued by building something from the ground up and uh, learning from that experience has been really kind of how I got to where I am today um, is really just digging in deep and Learning about <clears throat> learning about how the app store works, how the mobile game space works, um, it's really been really valuable to to my career, um, and I really love doing it. Mobile games are just a passion of mine for sure. The you know that side of coming from the mobile game, what were you seeing in the daily fantasy space that made you want to create Superdraft? That's a great question. Um, I think that there's a lot in the mobile gaming space that you know, we kind of look at as an important thing for user experience, retention, um, things like that. Like, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to look, but we, we kind of, we have a daily reward spinner that we've kind of taken exactly from the mobile gaming space because people like simple when they get rewarded. And instead of kind of making it really a complex thing for people, uh, just kind of dumb it down and, and, and give people that reward based, um, type of product in our product, which people can transact for free tickets for contest entry and things like that. So we have kind of taken a, a pretty decent uh, approach as far as um, taking some of the stuff from mobile gaming that works for retention, reactivation, things like that, and try to inject it in. We have a sports ranking system that 
allows you to rank up, which is very similar to that space too. And we, we kind of look at how we can blend those things together um, to really help the user experience because those kind of crowds are very, can be very similar. I love it. And I don't want you to give away all your secrets, all your attention sure. secrets because <laughs> of the competitors out there as well. But I love the fact that the prize wheel look, it is a thing, a mechanic that a lot of mobile game users, and then you talked about the daily rankings, anything else? that you've sort of said, hey, look, this is, I know this works in the mobile game space. I'm going to bring this in. It's going to really help our attention. I think, I think it's just, I mean, for us, it's, we want to deliver winning experiences and that kind of like real exciting type of feeling that you have um, when, when you win, when you play, when you experience the product live. And that's where it kind of differs is that mobile games can be whenever you want, you know, in, in, in fantasy sports, it's, you know, it's a strategy game, really. Yeah, um, yeah. It's trying to understand who the value plays are. Um, and, and people have a passion for sports. So um, you kind of craft your, your strategy up front, and then you get to enjoy the experience. But you do have to wait for the, for the actual event to fire off before you get that second different kind of experience, which is, you know, feeling the, the satisfaction of putting in all that work up front. Are you guys just fantasy football? Right now? We we have the five majors. We have we have NFL, NBA, golf, MLB. Um, nice. Yeah, did I miss one? I probably did. Soccer? <laughs> no, hockey. Uh, hockey, yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, that's what we're like working on right now because <laughs> next week. <laughs> I feel like it's really just big too. I don't even follow baseball that much anymore. Like I grew up a huge Giants fan, and like ah, uh, you know, it's all it's all about basketball and football to me now. Hey, so what I want to talk to you guys about, and I think this is brilliant because, you know, like with fantasy football and football going on right now, it's going to be huge. And the mechanics that you put into place, because football, you know, the reason why I love fantasy football is once a week, right? Like unlike baseball or basketball, like I don't have to constantly check my lineup. I just do it once a week. There's certain days, you know, waiver wires and so much, so forth. But like you're trying to bring users back in on a daily basis because with daily fantasy, you know, you might have people just coming in once a week on Friday or Saturday, making their lineups and then, or maybe on Wednesday, right before the Thursday games. So like, you know, I love the fact that you're incorporating all these mechanics to bring people back in on a daily basis. Yeah, it's really important. Uh, and, and, and to make sure that, you know, as far as how we, we handle marketing, we make sure people are very well aware when we post contests, uh, when they've earned something, uh, you know, a reward or that daily reward sprinters ready, things like that. Just give them that, um, that touch point of like, Hey, like there's something available for you or something happened, uh, which is really important. Um, yeah. And, we, and we're also incorporating, we're, we're, we're one of, uh, of three in our space that offer single game. Uh, so we have a very unique product for single games. So you can play like tonight, say for instance, uh, Thursday night football, we have a $20,000 prize pool guarantee contest that, um, you know, you can just focus on that one game, which, you know, That's people cool. get instant uh, satisfaction of picking the lineup, watching it over a few hours and then having to, you know, to win, you know. That's great for Monday night football. It's usually the worst game of the week, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, Mondays and Thursdays. So we try and make it as interesting as possible, right? <laughs> right. That's awesome, man. The... The other thing I wanted to move on to as well, you kind of talked about this before we record, but you're like, you know, this daily fantasy sort of has a bad stigma because of the, the things that ha have happened before. Tell me about like what makes you guys a little bit different. Well, I think that the important thing is that, um, you know, as far, to be able to, 
be a player in this space, you have to abide by um, all of the things that the states put out for, for regulation and you have to comply with that. Um, and it's great because, you know, it's really important for user protection and, um, and, and things like that. So um, not, every, not anybody can just spin up a daily fantasy sports product. Um, there's a lot of work involved in that with uh, being compliant. Um, so, so we, we very much have a very focus on that as do other, other competitors in this space, um, because of how, how burned some people have gotten it with some other companies in the past. So I, I think it's a great step forward for people to trust this space and, and to know that anybody that's stepping foot into it right now, um, especially where, you know, Apple and Google have really high standards for letting, um, apps on their store that allow products like ours. Yeah. The next thing I want to move on to, something that's really working for you guys is affiliates. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so what's interesting about our space is there's, there's in the birth of daily fantasy sports have been all these other um, sites that provide the information um, that a lot of uh, experienced and maybe not so experienced players can learn about how you play daily fantasy sports. And they provide tons of content, tons of strategy, uh, because it really is. It's a strategy game, and uh, people are very competitive and passionate about uh, fantasy football and other fantasy sports. So, you know, partnering with those uh, those brands that are out there, um, like like the Roto Grinders of the world, um, uh, you know, uh, th- those types of um, those types of companies are really important because their user base trusts them, right? That yeah. they're going to promote and they're going to do their diligence on who they partner with. So um, it's really important uh, that, that uh, you know, it's, it's working for us because of, like we talked about, it's important that they, that they trust the, the, the people they're putting their money into companies like ours. How do you negotiate a deal like that? Because, you know, I find that there's a lot of advertising that happens in this space. I mean, you can just really ruin your bankroll, like, you know, as a company, just doing all this advertising because there's some major media players that have advertisers in this space. Like, how have you guys gone about, like, why didn't they say, hey, you know, just pay us up front rather than doing an affiliate model where they only get paid when a user signs up? Uh, That's a good question. I think the important thing is that you know your the affiliates you're working with and, you know, you try and have your your best guess on what, what audience that they they have. Um, typically we, we try and keep it to less about paying per per view, but paying per acquisition. Because if you look at our acquisition funnel, it's not just install. It's install, registration, verify, then deposit, then play. So it's really important that we focus on setting up these types of deals where it's where it's uh, acquisition based um, and it's kind of upfront when they when they actually convert to, to set up those deals. I know back in I used to work for Walmart.com like way back in the days, like mid two thousands. But essentially what we would do with our affiliates is have different sort of kind of like what you talked about with the daily rankings is just say, hey guys, you know, here's a promo that's going on and then have say, here are our top affiliates and here's how you're ranking so you can earn a bonus. Are you guys sort of having different tiers for, you know, deposit and pay or play or just to sign up? Is there different tiers or just like, no, we want people to play and we're going to pay you well when they play, but that's like the main thing that we want to focus on. I think in our space, it's both the affiliates and us, you know, really want them to be a part of the entire ecosystem. So like we want the affiliates to provide that content 
And, you know, in some cases, you know, we're, we're actually partnering where they get a subscription model, um, you know, uh, so, so they can, they get something out of it too, of, of keeping that user sticking around with content that's specific to us. So, it, and it really depends because some affiliates have a different way they want to look at it. Uh, you know, there's, they, they want to get their upfront cost and, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good deal for both of us. And because ultimately what you want to do is have a long-term partnership with these people. So, uh, and that's, and that's how we, we try and make sure our relationships are solid and, and we think about the long term, not necessarily the short term. Yeah. I like that. Hey, what I want to ask you too, is from a monetization standpoint, what do you, you know, what have you sort of learned from your mobile gaming space? How are you now making money? I know obviously it's sort of like, Hey, you know, if I make a deposit, you kind of get a cut of all the things that I play in, but like, I want to learn if you've adopted anything from the mobile gaming space. But Nate, before I do, I want to thank my first sponsor, Adjust.com. I know you guys use Adjust, but look, guys, if you guys are looking for a tool that provides you with analytics and attribution and really cares about their customers, right? I'm going to be emceeing an event of theirs. By the time this comes out, I've already done it. But essentially, we're going to, they're bringing together mobile marketing practitioners. So this is not going to be like another event where it's just like all people who are vendors, right? These are people, they're just bringing practitioners together, people like Nate, people who understand the business to really share some knowledge. And they're a great company and I'm super excited to have them on as a sponsor. But look, they're going to give you those tools like Nate talked about. Hey, we're adding these features in there. Are those features retaining more users? If so, what is the marketing channel? Maybe it's affiliates that's driving the best type of users. That's the type of insight you're going to get from Adjust. So if you're interested in learning more, go check them out. It is adjust.com and use that slash at masters so that they know you heard it on this very podcast. Once again, it is adjust.com slash at masters. All right, Nate. So kind of teed it up before we hit the sponsors, but what have you learned from a monetization standpoint that you're sort of adopting or maybe just things that are working for you guys from in the app? So so we do use adjust. I think they're actually really great in, in the being able to, to track the things that we need to track even like from, a, because we do advertise on Facebook. So um, actually pretty easy to integrate, which is great. Um, yeah. So, so to answer your question, I think that the, the challenging thing in, in daily fantasy sports is we offer guaranteed prize pools. So even on, on that entire conversion funnel, we need to make sure that we have the right size contest, the right type of contest, prize structure for um, converting people into entering those contests. Um, so it's really important that we have the right offering, the right user experience to drive people, even and from a marketing perspective, how we get people to know what we're offering, where they can get it, how they can do it as easy as possible. And then it's rinse and repeat and, and make sure that they have that that experience and, and they're, they're part of our, uh, you know, part of uh, Superdraft and, and they're really enjoying it. So um, that's our most important thing. Um, from additional monetization, it, it kind of come down the road as we're relatively new. Um, we, we do have roadmap for, for kind of down the road type of monetization models like partnering with, with some larger companies. We actually did a, uh, we did do a, a partnership with uh, a, a local, a local spot called Kings, which is uh, bowling and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, pool and, and drinks and things like that, um, which is worked pretty well for us. 
uh, to get our name out there. Kind of, they, they have about like I think nine locations, but um, we're, we're trying to make sure that we're we're our brands align and, and we continue to look at other opportunities down the road for sure. Hey, you mentioned Facebook, and one of the things that did not work as well as you would have liked is the Facebook advertising and something about install volume. What is that? So, so as our product and our users are very niche, right? It's, you know, I think from, I, I probably wouldn't say that, like, it was probably, how do I say this? So Facebook was, is a great strategy, probably year two for us. But right up front, like I said before, it's, it's, you know, you have to gain that user's trust. It's like who is Superdraft, right? So maybe up front it hasn't worked for us is maybe some other people like a mobile gaming space be like, hey, try this out, really cool video of the gameplay and things like that or solving some other problem that people have in another mobile app. I think that the key for us is to, to scale into Facebook and not necessarily, you know, come out right off the bat with it. Sorry, I just loved it. I had to take a note about that. <laughs> That's so key. I'm so glad you said that, Nate, because I think it is valuable insight that listeners should be like, because I have a lot of content about like what type of content works on Facebook, but it's like, you know, I've, I had a call with somebody late earlier yesterday. And I was like, Look, I don't think you're ready yet. Like figure it out, like figure things out. And so knowing what you know now, like what would you have used? What, what would you have done differently? How would you have gotten those users? Like Facebook's great for bringing in users, but like, at the same time, then maybe they're not, they're not the right user. So what would you do differently now? That's a good question. Um, I think I probably just would have pumped the brakes on Facebook. I think it's, it's a great tool. It's extremely powerful. Um, but I think that maybe we jumped in a little too quickly with it. Um, and, you know, I probably recommend that, that people, you know, test the waters before they, they jump in completely. Um, because it, it, you know, it takes a while for it to learn and figure out what, you know, what actually converts and, and with, with us, you know, the NFL season starts and people are so interested in that week and to be able to, you know, scale that up in such a short period of time is, is a really challenging thing to actually do and to measure and to figure out, you know, is it working? Is it not working? Right. Um, so a little different for us. Um, but you know, I, I have I've seen it have success in, in other areas and you know, mobile gaming and things like that. I think it just depends on the the app and the different oh. channels. Like sometimes maybe organics, maybe it's Reddit. You know, there's a huge fantasy football Reddit thing on there. So like maybe it's the different channels, but don't go too crazy with Facebook. I know a lot of people want to, but it takes a lot of time to get in the the data. Absolutely. You want to add anything on that? Um. I think, well, I mean, it's, I think you hit it right in the head. It's cool. like, it's, it's really just, it's just for Facebook. It's, it's, it's definitely a big tool and you can, you can ramp up extremely quickly or too fast or too slow and, and really got to really test the waters with it. And, you know, you can get crazy. Like you can test creatives, you can text messaging, you could just spend a whole lot of money. I mean, that's why Facebook is making so much money, but you can spend a lot of money testing out different things. Like, Oh, what if this work? What if it that work at the same time? Like are those users turning out to be valuable users for you? So a word of caution there. Hey, Nate, I want to talk to you about this. Okay. Let's, let's get away a little bit from the business side of things and talk about the personal side. So I'm a, I love fantasy football. Like I've been doing this with my brother. We have a league. We've been doing 
He makes us do it in person. But like, I've never tried daily fantasy. Like, so try to convert me, man. Like, I want to try. I've heard a lot of th- good things about it. And especially like, I've been sucking the past few years. So I'm like, shoot, you know, maybe I should turn daily fantasy because by weeks four or five, I'm like pretty much out of it. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what makes our product a little different than, than other people's. So we, we have what's called multiplier and traditional salary cap models. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but um, you, you're basically set to a certain cap, which is, let's say you have $80,000 and uh, Tom Brady's worth 15000 Well, if you want Tom Brady, you're going to have to put up the virtual cash to spend 15000 on him. With, with us, um, let's say Tom Brady is kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, you'll actually get one, 1. 1.5 times his fantasy point. So whereas salary cap, you, you have to, you can only fit so much in 80,000. Whereas us pick whoever you want, their value is based on a multiplier. So their actual fantasy points will multiply by that value. Oh, interesting. So it's not like, you know, because it's sort of like an auction draft, right? Like if we're, for those who aren't familiar with the salary type of stuff, it's like, you got to set budget, you know, you can bid up, but obviously the the price is already set on like an auction where you can continually spend all of it really. And so you guys are saying, look, here's the point value. If you go after a Kyle Allen, for example, Hey, maybe there's more upside if he, or I mean, I don't know if Daniel Jones is sort of like the mid stuff, but like you get more points for those type of players. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones actually scored like a bazillion points because he, yeah. really, he was a 2x multiplier. I think he was part That's of it. our uh, our optimal lineup. Somebody had him and went absolutely bonkers like the score. So it's stuff. Uh, that's what makes it really interesting is if, if somebody catches a touchdown two times six points for, for a touchdown is 12, it can really change the dynamic of your standings. But like the thing is with the whole kind of birth of daily fantasy sports is like, you know, you can, and I've, I've been playing season long forever. So it's like at some point you're out of it. And yeah. Then, right. You know, and then you're so amped up at the beginning of, of the year and then, and then somebody gets hurt and like some people are done after week one, you know, <laughs> like, right. you know, like, Oh, injury reserve. Oh, great. Um, but with, with this, it's like, you can pick it up and play whenever you want. And you're, you're the owner of your lineup. So, and you have an opportunity to play against a whole bunch of people and, and win money. Um, and you know, that, that's the really intriguing piece of it is like, you can put in one lineup and, uh, you know, we actually, we, we had a user win 25,000 and wow. they actually didn't even make a deposit. They were playing free games. We have free contests. Um, uh, free contests all the time for uh, people to learn the game, and and they actually won twenty five thousand with basically not even spending a time, which wow. is kind of cool. That's so awesome. Anybody, man. anybody can win. <laughs> just That's you gotta, awesome. Put in the time for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna do it because I've who's playing tonight? The Packers and the the Eagles, I believe. But uh, yeah, it's like it makes it so much interesting. Like they'll, I'll be watching the crappiest game, and I'm like. I, I need this guy to score. Like that's all I care about, you know. Right, right, right. It, you have to because, like, like what you know, you wouldn't be watching a Thursday night game unless you had the team on the line. If you weren't playing fantasy, sports. <laughs> right? I don't like to gamble either, but I'm like, this is the this is pretty close. This is pretty cool to do that as well. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if that was for me. Hey, Nate, this is awesome, man. Like, did you guys you guys raise some money right for this? Uh, we did. We we have a we have a handful of investors. 
Uh, we have one primary investor. Uh, we're looking to do um, our Series A really soon. So nice. we are looking for a- additional investment. That's awesome, man. Congrats. To the listener out there who's interested in maybe fundraising as well, any tips? Um, yeah, I think it's one, you know, have a solid plan. Have a solid plan on what you're trying to attack. Try and stay focused. It's really easy to just um, to to try and solve every problem, but you know, start with a handful, solve those problems, put together a good spec, um, try and solve a really a problem that needs to be solved that somebody sees value in, and and figure out how that can eventually uh, monetize. Was there a hard question that you got from any of the investors? Are you like, oh, um, I think it. I think the hardest. I think it's like a lot of times they look at it and they're like, wow, that's really cool. And they're kind of, they're really upfront with, with how, how awesome it is. And then, and then they start, you know, peeling it back and going, okay, well, how does this, how does this look year five? So, right. you know, and it's really having that solid roadmap and achievable roadmap um, for, for kind of what the company looks like in the future. Well, you got me convinced brother. So I'm going to, I'm going to go in, do some daily fantasy. I've never been, but you know, like talking to somebody real and the, one of the founders is really key in getting somebody to convert. So go check it out. It is Super Draft. Search for it in the app stores or superdraft.io. Nate, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my last sponsor, Paulin.vc. Look, guys, the app stores take a really long time to pay you out. Or if you're running a mobile games like Nate used to do, you re- you're relying on ad networks. And so they're going to take some time to pay you out too. But what if you found a channel that really works well for you? You want to reinvest that into your UA, but you're strapped for cash because, hey, you're making this money. It's ROI positive, but the app stores and the ad networks are taking a lot longer to actually pay you. So you can't reinvest. You're juggling multiple credit cards. You're doing all the things that you think you should be doing, but you have, you found this golden treasure map for UA. You can't reinvest. That's what Pollen does. They're going to give you access to all the money that you've already earned faster. And so it's like taking out a loan. There's a little bit of interest, but you, you get those, you get the monies faster so that you can reinvest in your UA. So if you want to learn more, there is a minimum revenue mark that you're going to have to hit. But if you want to learn more, go to pollen.vc, pollen.vc. Let them know you heard it on this very podcast. Once again, pollen.vc. Nate, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app we should definitely check out. Yeah, so I, I you know, for me, it's kind of... It's it's kind of easy. It's it for me. My my probably favorite app is is Facebook, and and the reason that is, and it's such a. I mean, I don't know how many people have named that app, but not not many actually. Okay, so so let me give kind of my example of like not necessarily an app to check out, but an app that's just really impressive since the birth of this industry and, and and things like that. I mean, they just if you think about where they've started, you know. Um, this simple college uh, campus type of product that morphed into a mobile app and has become such a big part of the lives of so many people as far as how they interact and how they actually grew their their business model to to, um, to advertising, to providing all kinds of different things, like a place where people can actually post mobile games. I mean, I, I remember, was it, was it Farmville or something like that? I mean, they provided so many opportunities to so many people. Um, and it's just amazing to see how you could start with something so small and simple and turn it into an absolute like masterpiece, I guess, if you will. Um, and I just, I just look at that and I think, 
you know, that it's, it, you know, no matter where you start, you can take it somewhere really great, yeah. uh, really big. As long as you have, um, you know, innovation, a solid roadmap, solid plan and, and strategy. I just, I, I kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's pretty amazing and inspiring. I like it. It's a different take. I thought you're like, hey, I just love keeping up my friends. <laughs> no, I'm glad. No, no. <laughs> What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? So, so basically, yeah, ch- change happens uh, all the time, and I, I think that you can't be complacent and, and, and think that you know one way is always going to be the way. Like you have to try new things and uh, and and then measure them. Um, I think that that's probably the most important thing I've learned is. You, you can't keep doing the same thing because technology changes all the time. On the other side of things, I mean, I think you've talked about ASO quite a bit in, in a few of your other podcasts and stuff. And, and Apple changes that all the time. So you can't, you, you have to really take a look at what's going on and, and not just stay with the same thing and, and, uh, and expect it to work. I mean, you just really need to be outward facing and see what other people are doing and be willing to take risks and, and try new things. Um, and you know, fortunately I, I have learned that really quick, but it was one thing that was just really kind of like sh- shocking to me. I was like, boom, okay, I, I have to, I have to, to pivot and, and, and I can't do that again. Burn once and that's it. Right. Yeah. Love it, man. The app is called Superdraft, superdraft.io. If you're into fantasy season long, you're like me, you love it, but you haven't taken the leap. Let's take the leap together. So Superdraft in the app stores or superdraft.io. Nate, if the listeners want to follow up with you personally and say thank you for coming on, where else do you want to send them? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably needed to be a little more active on Twitter, but you know, reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, I'd like to get that going for sure. Um, I think that's probably the, the best way nowadays to, to, to get to me. But um, if not, I mean, uh, Nate H at superdraft.io, reach out. Um, yeah, I think it's really great what you guys are doing. I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I really wish I had your type of podcast, you know, six, seven years ago. <laughs> I, I feel like rummaging through it. I was like, wow. I mean, that's some of the stuff like I had to figure out like the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I started. I started six, seven years ago with that sole purpose. Like I wish this existed and I would always love it when app, this is so early on, right? I love it when, when app entrepreneurs would just go on to other podcasts. I was like, there's no real app one. So I wanted to create myself because I was struggling in the space as well. Well, Nate, let's stay in touch. If you need anything from me, reach out anytime. But I appreciate you coming on, taking the time doing this, man. Likewise. Thank you for having me. It was great. A lot of fun. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.